You're listening. You're listening to a University of Kentucky. University of Kentucky. College of Arts and Sciences podcast. Though this year's Passport to the World has been bringing Mexican culture to the University of Kentucky, immigrants have been bringing Mexican culture to Lexington for decades. A course about Lexington's Mexican population is offered to students in the Wired Living Learning Community by Stephen Alvarez, a professor in the Department of Writing, Rhetoric, and Digital Studies. In this podcast, Alvarez describes Mexington, Kentucky and its physical and cultural dimensions within the city of Lexington. My name is Steven Alvarez. I'm an assistant professor in writing, rhetoric, and digital studies. Can you tell me about the course that you're teaching for the Wired Living Learning Community? Sure. It's ANS 100, and the title is Mexington, Kentucky, which is in reference to the growing Mexican population and the history of Mexican migration to Kentucky, principally to some of the outer areas of the city, often given the sort of pejorative term Mexington. But with this class, we're taking ownership of that term and using it to denote that there is a Mexican presence which is vital and also pivotal for the identity of this city. It's sort of these marginal spaces in the city. They were not often on the map for most UK students. So I think part of the intent of this course was to bring that part of the city into campus, but also take the students out into Mexington so they can do some exploring and realize that it's an important place in the city and it's also where some tremendous demographic changes are happening. So recently you took your students on a field trip. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, absolutely. So part of the class was not only just speaking about Mexington, but going into Mexington. And by Mexington, I'm speaking of the areas called Cardinal Valley, which is close to Versailles and Alexandria. So we started off at a grocery store, which specializes in Mexican products. I believe several of the students were given free cactus paddles so they could try to eat them, nopales. Then we went to a western store, which specializes in some of the... uh, sort of more contemporary Western wear of the Mexican books, including these boots called botas puntadas, which are pointy boots, which sometimes extend at the toe for sometimes up to 14 to 16 inches. We took the bus up to Panadaria Aguascalientes, which is the Aguascalientes bakery. After that, we went to the Village Branch Library, which is in many ways the center and the nexus of where a lot of this movement is happening, and also a bilingual library. So they were able to speak with the branch manager. And, you know, in general, we tried to hit a few spots. We only had two hours, but I think we made the most of our time. And students seemed to be really interested to see how all the things we read in class actually connect and look like uh, in the real world. So why did you decide to teach this topic? I guess, number one, my research focuses on Mexican migration, previously in New York City, but also at this point into Kentucky. I do a lot of field work in the community, and there's just a lot going on that I think students aren't necessarily aware of. Too often... I think just some of the negative portrayals of immigration are what students are exposed to. So I wanted to expose students not only to the issue of immigration and the rhetoric behind that, but also the presence of the culture and the richness of Mexican culture and what that offers to a city like Lexington. What do students focus on within the course? Well, it's broken into several units. We begin really just looking at migration patterns in the south from Mexicans and what now is sort of termed the Nuevo South. So we looked at migration to Kentucky, and then we also examined things dealing with food, immigration, immigration reform, the dream movement, 
and to a degree also some of the fashion, which I thought was very interesting because this way students could be exposed to some of the, the trends that are happening within the Mexican culture, which are very different from the fashion trends they might encounter in, say, the mainstream. This class is all about the Lexington community, specifically focusing on what it means to be Mexican in Lexington. So we've also had guest speakers come to our class who are involved in the DREAM Act movement. And Dr. Steve Pavey, who is a very big part of documenting the DREAMer activist movement, he came to our class on a Thursday. The previous Monday, he was arrested in front of the White House for demonstrating. So it was really interesting for him to come speak to the students and, and tell them about how you know, his, his wrist still hurt from being handcuffed. Also, we have a few dreamers come to stop by in our class, students who identify as undocumented and unafraid. So being able to speak to students about their issue and what it means for them and also putting a human face on this issue is very different than I think most approaches would take in terms of discussing this. But for me, I think the most important part was exposing students to this group of people that often sometimes live in the shadows. And this way, students can really understand some of the civil rights movements that are happening right now among the Mexican community and tying them into the history of civil rights as it pertains to Lexington, but also to the greater United States. What is the Dreamers Movement? The Dreamers Movement is a group of undocumented young folks often fighting for the DREAM Act, which is a, a type of legislation which would recognize undocumented youth who were brought here as children and advocating for education for them, but also a pathway to citizenship. It's a very important movement that's happening among Mexican folks, but the undocumented population altogether. And it's a very strong presence here in Kentucky. There's a chapter of Kentucky Dreamers, and even here on campus. So these are students who are coming together using activist techniques, some of them gleaned from the 1960s, Martin Luther King, and also really looking at examples historically of ways to overcome oppression. So how do students react to meeting these dreamers? I think students were really interested. They never met anyone who was undocumented, who was willingly putting their status out on the table to take a chance, sometimes the chance of being deported, sometimes willfully put away in these detention centers to organize from the inside. So for students, they're making tremendous connections between what was going on in the 1960s and also what's going on now in terms of political activism and really um, organize civil disobedience on a national scale. And I think that sets the stage for things they could explore further on in their careers. So several of the students have now mentioned they're interested in learning more Spanish, they're interested in going to uh, some of the local areas where they could volunteer, and several have expressed interest in joining and learning more about the Dreamer movement. So I'm excited about that. Thanks for listening, and thanks to the College of Arts and Sciences and the Department of Writing, Rhetoric, and Digital Studies for making this podcast possible.